Greetings, everyone, and welcome back to the Preacher's Corner. I'm Pastor Jay, and today we're going to be diving into Revelation chapter number 18. And whereas last Friday we were looking at the religious kingdom coming to an end in Revelation chapter number 17, known as Mystery Babylon, today we're going to be diving into Babylon the Great, dealing with the political society or the secular side of this Babylon kingdom that was established. And of course, we'll go back all the way to Genesis chapter number 11, and we'll discuss the, the original idea of Babylon that would come forth from Nimrod and the, the overthrow of the ten kingdoms of the known world during his era of time, and that we will see how that they would build a tower that they would try to reach up to God to be able to tell God that they're their own gods, that they don't need him anymore. And of course, God would strike them with the confusion of the languages that would cause the tower to cease and cause the world to, to be populated from the people's dispersion of Babylon itself. Well, the spirit of Babylon has carried on through most of your major kingdoms that sought to overthrow the world, in which case they were both a religious and political kingdom, such as Assyria or the Philistines, for example, the Amalekites, the Jebusites, the Hivites, the Amorites. There's many uh, kingdoms that have risen and become very powerful in their days, such as the Greco-Roman kingdoms, the, the Second Babylonian kingdoms, the Medo-Persian kingdoms. But they've all met their end, and the reason why is because there shall be no other gods than our Lord and our God. So, needless to say, as man pomps himself up and rises to the occasion of thinking that he is his own God and doesn't need the Lord God, then God knocks him down a few notches. And so we're going to find with this final kingdom that the Antichrist is established, the false prophet is in place, the world has reached a system of political worship. It's not too far off from that today, is it? In most of our churches here in the United States, the people are more affiliated to a, a secular political side than they are affiliated to the Word of God and the purpose behind why they're in church to begin with. You'll have church members before the service begins trying to pull people to one political party or the other discussing political issues or the game that was on TV, so many other things than what we just received from Sunday school, or if you showed up to Sunday school, or seeking those things which would be brought forth from the Word of God, sharing with each other what we read or studied from the Word of God in a week. None of that happens. But boy, we'll talk about every single political point that we can uh, remember in any given day because just as it is expected to be as you usher into this this time of tribulation, the society's worship and the society's religion is going to ultimately become its political state. And so this is what happens when the when the religion and the and the politics come together like it was with Rome and the Roman pontiff, like it was during the time of the Greeks in their mythologies, like it was in Babylon with Nebuchadnezzar being the supreme being, or Egypt with the Pharaoh being their god, 
the same truth happens and when that when they marry at the destruction of the religion is the destruction of the politic secular society and that's exactly what you saw in revelation chapter 17 last week we saw this great devastation of of the religion because the false prophet is going to rise up and seek to take power just like the the Roman Pope tried to overthrow the Emperor of Rome in in the late 300s AD moving into 400 and Emperor Constantine and I believe the Pope was Clements the first and they they, they had a a literal war between the two of them for supremacy of power and that's where your your Emperor Constantine began his own, a religion essentially based off of the dictates of the original religion that he had started up or married together uh, being being Catholicism, the Roman Catholic Church. Then he started the Greek Orthodox Church there in Istanbul is what it is today in modern-day Turkey because he was excommunicated from the from the very uh, religion that he built and established by by ending the persecution against the Christians and bringing all of the bishops together into his own council to be able to govern the way that they taught so that's the birth of roman catholicism as it, as it stands and and so this is the issue that you'll find in this kingdom during Revelation 17 and 18 is when the false prophet rises himself up to a position of prominence that the Antichrist will expose him for being false indeed and the people will literally destroy uh, the faith. They they will destroy the, the false prophet and and like was done in in Germany in the 1520s when when uh, Luther's writings started getting out into the general populace as he was writing in German and the people began to realize that they had been lied to that the indulgences that they were paying for that the candles they were paying to light to get their loved ones out of a purgatory that all of these different things that they were they, they were pouring their hard-earned money into this church being lied to thinking that it was doing some effectual grace to loved ones who had passed away they went to war against the church in Germany of the Roman Catholic Church, and they burned a lot of them to the ground, killing many of, of the priests who had lied to them. And that was the birth and the rise of, of uh, the Lutheran Church under the teachings and direction of Martin Luther. So this these events that we've already seen we know how this is going to play out between revelation 17 and 18 we understand it because we've already experienced it everything that you see happening in revelation has indeed already taken place on a much smaller scale in in our world throughout these last several ages because they, th these nations, they've risen, these nations, they've fallen, these nations have been rel religious and political affiliation with a state church, and that's caused the, the, the church to rise up to try and have power over the, 
the state and, of course, the state leaders knocking their religion down and the religious leaders knocking the state leaders out. And, and either way, both the religion and the, the country, the state, crumble and, and come to a fall. Well, th this is just on the grand scale of global event at this point. So you've got... You've got a global religion where no other religion is allowed. Islam cannot practice. Muslims can't practice Islam. Buddhists can't practice Buddhism. Hindus can't practice Hinduism. Christians can't practice Christianity. Uh, Jews will not be practicing Orthodox Judaism. For everyone will be deceived into this one great world religion but at the core of all of these different people is going to be the design of worshiping different ideologies. And so when you're forcing or bottlenecking, as it was, a people into one religion, carrying multiple different ways of thinking or of thought, you either have to literally brainwash everyone into having the same thought or you're going to constantly have battles. And I see this kingdom, this global kingdom, as one that just constantly is, is having battles and being at war internally with itself, which the false prophet and the Antichrist will just constantly have to fight uh, skirmishes just all the time in order to be able to maintain their power base. So having having kind of an overview on that, we'll enter into a time of prayer and then we'll get to reading the chapter. Father, we are grateful for thy blessings today. We thank you, Lord, for the gift of communion that we were able to celebrate in church yesterday. Lord, we pray that you will bless us through this week, that we may feast upon the riches of your word, and that we may rejoice together as a people in Jesus. Amen. The scripture of Revelation chapter number 18 goes forward to say this, after these things, I saw another angel coming down from heaven, having great authority, and the earth was illuminated with his glory. And he cried mightily with a loud voice, saying, Babylon the great is fallen, is fallen, and has become a dwelling place of demons, a prison for every foul spirit, and a cage for every unclean and hated bird. For all the nations have drunk of the wine of the wrath of her fornication. The kings of the earth have committed fornication with her, and the merchants of the earth have become rich through the abundance of her luxury. And I heard another voice from heaven saying, Come out of her, my people, lest you share in her sins, and lest you receive of her plagues. For her sins have reached to heaven, and God has remembered her iniquities. Render to her just as she rendered to you, and repay her double according to her works in the cup which she has mixed, mixed double for her. In the measure that she glorified herself and lived luxuriously, in the same measure give her torment and sorrow. For she says in her heart, I sit as queen and am no widow and will not see sorrow. Therefore her plagues will come in one day, death and mourning and famine, and she will be utterly burned with fire, for strong is the Lord who judges her. The kings of the earth who commit fornication and live luxuriously with her will weep and lament for her when they see the smoke of her burning. 
standing at a distance for fear of her torment, saying, Alas, alas, that great city Babylon, that mighty city, for in one hour your judgment is come, and the merchants of the earth will weep and mourn over her, for no one buys their merchandise any more. Merchandise of gold and silver, precious stones and pearls, fine linen, purple, silk, and scarlet, every kind of citron wood, every kind of object of ivory, every kind of object of most precious wood, bronze, iron, and marble, and cinnamon and incense and frank, fragrant oil and frankincense, wine and oil, fine flour and wheat, cattle and sheep, horses and chariots and bodies and souls of men. <laughs> the fruit that your soul longed for has gone from you, and all the things which are rich and splendid have gone from you, and you shall find them no more at all. The merchants of these things who became rich by her will stand at a distance for fear of her torment, weeping and wailing, and saying, Alas, alas, that great city that, that was clothed in fine linen, purple and scarlet, and adorned with gold and precious stones and pearls, for in one hour such great riches came to nothing. Every shipmaster, all who travel by ship, sailors, and as many as trade on the sea, stood at a distance and cried out when they saw the smoke of her burning, saying, What is like this great city? They threw dust on their heads and cried out, weeping and wailing, and saying, Alas, alas, that great city in which all who had ships on the sea became rich by her wealth, for in one hour she is made desolate. Rejoice over her, O heaven, and you holy apostles and prophets, for God has avenged you on her. Then a mighty angel took up a, a stone like a great millstone and threw it into the sea, saying, Thus with violence the great city Babylon shall be thrown down and, and shall not be found any more. And the sound of the harpist and musicians and flutists and trumpeteers shall not be heard any more in you. No craftsman of any craft shall be found in you any more, and the sound of a millstone shall not be heard in you any more. The light of lamp shall not shine in you any more, and the voice of a bridegroom and bride shall not be heard in you any more. For your merchants were the great men of the earth, for by your sorcery all the nations were deceived, and in her was found the blood of the prophets and saints and of all who were slain on the earth. Oh, praise the Lord, this great promise that has been made, this great millstone that has been thrown into the sea. Of course, we understand if you go looking back at the initial judgments that would take place in in Revelation chapter number 8, that a third of the ships, a third of the vessels of the sea, <clears throat> as well as a third of the sea in itself, was, was destroyed by this great mountain, this great mountain of fire. Many commentaries say many different things about it, but of course we find a very similar activity that has taken place and revealed here in verse, let's see... In verse number 21, when it says, Then a mighty angel took up a stone like a great millstone and threw it into the sea, saying, Thus with violence the great city Babylon shall be thrown down and shall not be found any more. 
so that you find this isn't the same situation as what happened in Revelation chapter number 8 when you had the first trumpet sound and then you had, I believe it was the second trumpet that struck the, the oceanic systems and it was a great fiery mountain that hit the water. <clears throat> With this, you're finding a, a destruction to the, the, or should I say, a final destruction to this particular city as a whole but remember it's a it's a city that is empowered religiously as well as secularly <clears throat> so we see that the, the connection between these two situations the the destruction of this city is is finalized and of course this is the rejoicing that is revealed when it when it says rejoice over her o heaven and you holy apostles and prophets for god has avenged you on her and the final revenge that would be shared with those that are the martyred saints that that God had promised to them as the fifth seal all the way back in Revelation chapter number six has come to a fruition it's come to a completion as in Genesis chapter number six and verses nine to eleven God would provide them with the beauty of that white robe and he would tell them to just wait a little bit to just rest and wait a little while until all the rest of their brethren got there and then god would go to action and revenge her well that's exactly what we find at the finale rally of his vengeance being poured out upon the religion and upon the the secular state of this kingdom and and praise god is it is made known it's not like these things are going to happen that god isn't going to tell you exactly when exactly how and and give you literally the the like in in a lot of live audience television shows they have those big huge placards up there is electronic ones that sh that flip up a word it says applause and everybody starts clapping and then it says shout and everybody starts whooping and shouting well it's kind of the case is that god through his angels he speaks to his people there in the throne room of god and on that sea of glass that you saw them standing on in revelation 14 going into 15 and he tells them rejoice this is one of those times where that sign flips up and it says rejoice he says rejoice over her oh heaven and you holy apostles and prophets for god has avenged you done you you are avenged and and praise god for that now Note the fact throughout the readings that we've come through, several people, several different groups of people that lament over her. Now, uh, the first group of people that we find lamenting over her are the kings of the earth. Now, if you recall, in, in Revelation chapter number 13, we, we see the, the beast, the two beasts, but then when we, we move to chapter 17, that's the one I'm thinking of. In chapter 17 last Friday, if you recall that that harlot, now this is dealing with the religion, but that harlot had that cup that she inebriated the peoples of the earth and the, the kings of the earth were recognized as committing fornication. They were, they were, they were with this woman uh, and, and, and being very lewd in their worship of the false gods through this particular woman and so of course as the woman is destroyed then the kings of the earth no longer have her fornications no longer have her cup to inebriate the nations by 
So they, the, thing, the kings of the earth who committed fornication and lived luxuriously with her weep and lament for her when they see her burning. Now, it was these kings of the earth that were led by the Antichrist to actually turn against her, the, the religion, back in chapter 17 that from her exposure as it says that she was found naked and that she was, they, they tore her flesh and, and burned her alive, meaning that they, they destroyed this religion and raised it to the ground, is, is that they were making money, that they were, that was what was empowering these kings to remain on their thrones. That was what was empowering the kings to keep the people inebriated with the, with the types of worship that was being done. And when she's gone, they don't have any any base of authority anymore. They lament over her as as they were the ones that were burning her. <laughs> but note the fact in verse number ten that they didn't want anything to do with her once she was destroyed. They they didn't themselves want to be destroyed with her as the people were on fire, so to speak. They the people were were infuriated and they were going forth to destroy but the kings did not want to be wrapped up in that destruction so what are they doing verse number 10 they're standing at a distance for fear of her torment now we understand that god is ultimately judging this this religion he's ultimately judging this kingdom but the people uh, see it in their power to be the ones destroying everything, even though it was put in their hearts, as revealed in chapter 17, that this was something that was put in their heart by God to do. They, not acknowledging God, believe that it is them that has been empowered through themselves to destroy this nation and destroy this religion. And so the kings didn't want to get into the way of the people to to halt the the activity that was taking place, the burning down of this basic faith. So the kings stand afar off so as not to get wrapped up in all of this and just lament over the destruction of her, which I thought was pretty funny. But the second group of people that you have is the merchants. And the reason the merchants are weeping over her is because of the, the, the loss of the economy. Uh, could you imagine trying to be the black horse rider who is the one who is weighing the means and measures at this point in, in one swift action that the global community has turned like a rabid dog on its on itself it's turned on that religion but in in turning against that religion they turned against everything that represented that religion so what was the loss of the economy well the loss of the gold and silver precious stones and pearls that would be used to make the religious implements the cups the bowls the 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 temples themselves the, the the finery that that you would find in the elements of their worship the fine linens the purples that well that would be recognized in the royalty and the fine linens being the the clothes of the the priesthood that would be existent in this period of time as well as the kings that all of that's gone the silk, the scarlet, of course, the scarlet. Remember, the the purple is represented by the the secular strength of of the kings, and and the scarlet represented by the the uh, authority of the religion. 
every kind of citron wood and and this particular kind of wood being wood used for the offerings used for burnt offerings that would be provided you would find every object kind of object of ivory and and precious woods bronze iron marble all these things are implements that would be used for for the the different ways and types of worship then you get into the spices of worship like cinnamon incense uh, fragrant oils frankincense then you get into the different elements of wine and oil fine flour and wheat uh, cattle and sheep horses chariots bodies and souls of men even slavery and in fact slavery will come back in such a great uh, extent during this period of this global kingdom of the antichrist that men's lives uh, as far as mankind men women children men's lives will matter not in this kingdom if you are not a part of the affluent of the society then you are up for grabs to be sold at a whim uh, we 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 think and, and have such a war against our particular American society today with all of these actual revision type histories and false histories that 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 are trying to belittle or berate the American people and feeling bad about themselves because of a heritage or because of their history is concerning slavery, not understanding the truth behind slavery is that it's always existed. And the, the truth behind slavery is that those who are trying to fight so hard to 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 berate and belittle the American people because of of, of their past are, are trying to bring this people that they're berating into a slavery of its own because they're trying to have a dominance over the, this people and, and and they're trying to to have a a gain of control by making you feel bad about about your history so much so that you will bow down to the new history that they want you to believe thereby enslaving you to whatever they have dictated for you to think what well, slavery in itself and so that we see <clears throat> this is going to be something that is pretty common uh, in this kingdom that is to come, the bodies and souls of men. So we we find that all of these different commodities that the merchants were buying, that were were trading and selling, they're all gone. It's all over. The fruit that you longed for has gone from you, says the merchants in verse fourteen. All the things which are rich and splendid are gone, and you're not going to find them anymore. And so the, the merchants weep. But note the fact that they will not come close to this situation. That's Again, you'll find in verse number 15, whereas we saw the kings of the earth standing far off, we find the merchants by the kings standing far off at a distance because nobody wants to get wrapped up in the torment of this. They, they they are sorry to see it burn, but they don't want to get involved. They don't want to get destroyed. That's no good at all. And we see that happening a lot in, in our modern society. Uh, people people lament the fact that that say back in 2020 when when you had all of the all of the idiocy of Antifa and all of the idiocy of BLM and by the way why isn't it still going on why 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 isn't it still very publicized and televised and and why isn't every little thing every little little destruction why isn't all being covered where's it gone 
oh, that's right, you got your political way by, by destroying a presidency in order to be able to have a new regime, which is, don't get me started there, welcome to Babylon 2021, just saying. Uh, but understanding that, that everyone was lamenting what was happening with these thugs and these rioters that were burning down their cities and destroying everything, but nobody wanted to get close to it. Nobody wanted to nobody wanted to be implicated with it. Nobody wanted to have anything to do with it. Everybody just wanted to stand at a distance and 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 weep over it instead of actually getting involved, backing the law enforcement to be able to do the work that they could have done to be able to stop all of this, giving them a, the the authority rightly due unto their position to be able to halt this idiocy before it went so far as that it did. But none of these public officials and none of these these governors and none of these mayors and none of these 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 people wanted anything to do with it. So they just sat back and watched them sack and loot these businesses. And then all of these merchants were weeping and lamenting. But the merchants that did try to stop people got beat almost to death. And so the multitude of the merchants stepped back. And because they weren't being protected by, by their governments, local or state, they weren't being protected by their governments. They they stood back and, and because they didn't want to get hurt and they watched all of their merchandise get just destroyed and stolen and looted and they they began to lament but at a distance because they didn't want to get implicated or destroyed in this and then all of these political figures didn't want to be implemented in all of this so they stood back. Oh, by the way, there's one more group that, that we see and this is that the, the sailors, now in verse number 17, it says, Every shipmaster, all who travel by ship, the sailors, as many as trade on the sea. Well, they're going to lament because all of the merchandise that they would be transporting from one location to another, everything that they would be uh, hauling and making their money off of is now done there's no longer any shipping lanes there's no longer any shipments to be made there's no there there's nothing left for them and so understand how this collapsed when when the religion was destroyed all of the merchandise has now come to a halt and and the secular government is going to topple because there is no buying selling and trading the religion is gone there, the, the control systems are, are evaporating. The kings are in derision. The, the sailors in the shipping lanes are all shut down. There, there's nothing left. I mean, this kingdom is just gone. This kingdom is so upside down that, that the people, and this is the thing that, that communist countries and that socialist countries, this is the thing that they often overlook and, and, they, they just don't realize what they've done is because in order to get into a socialist state or into a communist regime, you've got to create an enemy. You've got to unite your people together around an enemy. And, and that enemy often has to be freedom. But ultimately, that freedom can't be gone to war with just by saying, well, we're communists, so we're going to stand against liberty. 
because the people would then turn on you because people want to have a feeling, the people want to have a sense that they are in some measure free and that their freedom is at the expense of the government at this point, which is how you want to run your communism, which is what they're trying to do in our society here in America today is to try and make the government the answer to all of your problems so that you'll think your freedom comes from the government, so that you'll you'll bow down to whatever dictates they say, boom, you're sucked into communism. Well, needless to say that if you do not continue to create those enemies in, in, in that society so that the people have something to unite together against, then, then they start paying attention to you. And so many communist countries that, that were other, under, say, the, the Soviet Union or that were under uh, uh, different, different communist regimes or socialist regimes, they've come out of that because the people no longer had an enemy to look at in order to destroy, and they began paying attention to the government that was destroying them and, and once the, the people of any society rise up together, well, there's always going to be more of the people than there are going to be the government. So once a people rise together, the government is done. And what is to hold this people together now that the religion is burned to the ground? What's going to hold this people together now that the kings are exposed for their hands-off approach? That the merchants are hiding behind the kings and that the sailors are left with nothing and, and, and the shippers are left without shipment? What is going to hold this people together as everyone is now having a moment of lamentation, but you know well that uh, a moment of weeping will either transition into a moment of, of peaceful mourning or a moment of war. And what is going to keep this people, this society, that the, that the Antichrist has been working for seven years to build this unity and Satan ultimately behind the scenes has been trying to rule over as a god and 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 the false prophet all of these people trying to maintain this fragile balance of of insecurity among a people so that the only security that they would be able to have or feel that they had was going to come from that government from that religion connected to the government and now it's all gone now it's it's Everything is unstable. It's all flipped upside down. Now, the people have no identity. The people have no, no commonality. They have nothing left. What do you think is going to happen, guys? Well, there's one thing that is necessary. There's one thing that is necessary to, to happen, and that is the Antichrist has got to come to the battle of Armageddon that we will get into tomorrow in chapter number 19. The Antichrist has to come to battle in Armageddon because it's the only thing that he's got left. It's the only card left that he can play to be able to keep these people, to keep these kings united together 
and and it's it's the last ditch effort and so that is when revelation 19 comes to pass and you have this great battle this final rally that we are going to just fight we're going to destroy this 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 god we're going to go at him just just like nimrod the final straw that he would shake his hand at god and say look we're going to build this tower and we're not going to deal with you anymore we don't even need you anymore we're greater than you and we're going to prove it to you we're going to come walking right up into your throne room or we're going to kick you right off of that throne and that's exactly the rally cry that is going to take place keeping in mind that the river euphrates has been dried up so that the kings of the earth of the east can come over to the to the west and 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 the reality is is that this this battle is going to happen that these that this armageddon is going to take place and this is that last ditch effort of the antichrist and that will rise up and say all right this is it. You're going down. We don't. We're not playing this game anymore. You've tortured us. You you've dealt with us in in so many different ways. But we have persevered. We're gonna rise up again. We're gonna beat you, God. We're gonna beat you. <laughs> yeah, it isn't gonna work out the way that they think, because within that society, there's no longer going to be any any praise there's no longer going to be the sound of the harpist the musicians the flutist the trumpeteers there's not there's not going to be the clasp of a, of of a hammer to a, to an iron with a craftsman there's not going to be in any of the 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 flower or the millstone turning anymore there's not going to be any of that the light of the lamp nothing the bride and the bridegroom nothing 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 because their time just as Jesus said, it is finished, it is done, their time is no more, it's over. Oh my goodness. And by the way, uh, this isn't going to be something that is going to take place over a stretch of seven years. Uh, note the fact, as we as we go backwards just a little bit into this chapter, note the fact that, that it is going to be done to her swiftly. It, it, it isn't going to be a situation where it's going to take a very long period of time. It says that that um, her sins have reached heaven. God has remembered her iniquity. It's never good for God to remember. <laughs> we like it, in, like it says in Hebrews chapter number 13, where God remembers our iniquities no more. Uh, it's good when God forgets, praise the Lord, and his forgetfulness is on purpose as we confess our sins the scripture says he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness in first john chapter 1 verse number 9 and thus he remembers our iniquities no more but if he holds and retains that memory of your iniquities that's because you are not his and he is going to destroy you and and you know he says that it's going to be very swift that this is going to take place in one hour the scripture kept saying with each of those people lamenting rather the kings or the merchants or the sailors and the shipmen one hour your judgment has come upon you and that you are destroyed it's, it's very swift it's going to be 
And and thus, I'm going to leave you with this point of Revelation chapter 18. And I pray that this has been a blessing to you. These are my favorite places in Scripture. Well, of course, I got a lot of those. But I really love looking at the destruction of this kingdom for how much sense it makes and how closely related our current day governments of this world are. I mean, it's smaller scale. Granted, we're not a global kingdom yet. We're going to be. We know this. It's going to happen. But even to our our individual nations that we see the destructions that are written between 17 and 18, we see the reality of these things. We can look back into the history of the nations of the world and we can see how their end had come and note the fact of Revelation 17 and 18 and realize that this is the this is the way of man. And the scriptures are just clear. This is the way of man. That he consumes himself and that he is destroyed. And so that that we understand, he says that um, this warning, I heard another voice, verse number four, from heaven saying, Come out of her, my people. Oh, this is really important because the more we get wrapped up in the dealings of our societies and the less we we study to show ourselves approved unto God, the, the less we bring our faith into our work within the society, and the more we try to bring our society into the work of our church or our faith, that then we're going to be destroyed by uh, her sins and we're going to receive of her plagues. It's just that simple. The church is, is, is to be a, a separated people, just like you would say in 2 Corinthians chapter number 6, where you say, come out from among them and, and be separate and touch not the unclean thing. Then I will receive you. Saying, what, what agreement does, does God have with the devil? What, what fellowship does light have with darkness? He said, the, the, the very nature of the societies, the very nature of the kingdoms of this earth have nothing to do with God. And the very nature of the church is to be separated from the, the nature of the, of the kingdoms of this earth for the purpose of the church being able to go into the kingdoms of this, this earth, shining the light of truth upon them and being an effectual people of change. So if we let the world into our church, we don't change the world. The church gets changed. But if we maintain the stand of faith as the church, then we go into the world, then the world can be impacted and changed by the gospel's truth. You got to decide what you're going to do, church, with verse number four. Come out of her, my people, lest you share and her sins, lest you receive of her plagues. For her sins have reached to heaven, and God has remembered her iniquities. Father, we pray that you would give us wisdom today to know what we ought to be doing as a people, that we be faithful to thy word, and that we be true in all that we say and that we do, not mingling our politics with our faith, but taking our faith into the political realm, revealing the truth of the gospel in the way that men should indeed live. Perhaps that's what's been necessary and sorely forgotten this whole time 
here in the United States. Well, it's not too late. We can, we can live this truth once more if we would be a people that would humble ourselves and pray and seek the face of our God and turn from our wicked ways that he may hear us, forgive us, and heal us. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you, keep you, cause his face to shine upon you, and I'll catch you tomorrow for Revelation 19 and a really exciting ride there. God bless.